Placing the little creature with its mother, he stood and carefully examined the sky to ascertain the time of night from the altitudes of the stars. Occupied thus, with eyes stretched afar, Oak gradually perceived that what he had previously taken to be a star low down behind the outskirts of the plantation was in reality no such thing. It was an artificial light, almost close at hand. Farmer Oak went towards the plantation and pushed through its lower boughs to the windy side. A dim mass under the slope reminded him that a shed occupied a place here, the site being a cutting into the slope of the hill, so that at its back part of the roof was almost level with the ground. Oak stepped up behind, where, leaning down upon the roof and putting his eye close to a hole, he could see into the interior clearly. The place contained two women and two cows. By the side of the latter, a steaming bran mash stood in a bucket. One of the women was past middle age. Her companion was apparently young and graceful. He could form no decided opinion upon her looks, her position being almost beneath his eye. She had enveloped herself in a large cloak, which was flung over her head as a covering. There, now we'll go home, said the elder of the two, resting her knuckles upon her hips. I do hope Daisy will fetch round again now, the young woman yawned. They wish we were rich enough to pay a man to do these things. As we are not, we must do them ourselves, said the other. For you must help me if you stay. Well, my hat is gone, however, continued the younger. It went over the hedge, I think. The idea of such a slight wind catching it. I think we had better send for some oatmeal, said the elder woman. There is no more bran. Yes, aunt, and I'll ride over for it as soon as it is light. But there is no side saddle. I can ride on the other, trust me. The girl now dropped the cloak, and forth tumbled ropes of black hair over a red jacket. Oak knew her instantly as the heroine of the yellow wagon and looking-glass. Quietly, he returned to his flock. The sluggish day began to break. For no particular reason, save that the incident of the night had occurred there, Oak went again into the plantation. Lingering and musing here, he heard the steps of a horse at the foot of the hill, and soon there appeared in view an auburn pony with a girl on its back, ascending by the path leading past the cattle shed. She was the young woman of the night before. Gabriel instantly thought of the hat she had mentioned as having lost in the wind. Possibly she had come to look for it. He hastily scanned the ditch beside the path, and after walking about ten yards along it, found the hat among the leaves. Gabriel took it in his hand and returned to his hut. Here he ensconced himself, and peeped through the loophole in the direction of the rider's approach. She came up and looked around, then on the other side of the hedge. Gabriel was about to advance and restore the missing article when an unexpected performance induced him to suspend the action for the present. It was not a bridle path, merely a pedestrian's track, and the boughs spread horizontally at a height not greater than several feet above the ground, which made it impossible to ride erect beneath them. The girl, who wore no riding habit, looked around for a moment, as if to assure herself that all humanity was out of view, then dexterously dropped backwards, flat upon the pony's back, her head over its tail, her feet against its shoulders, and her eyes to the sky. Thus she passed under the level boughs.
then springing to her accustomed perpendicular like a bowed sapling, and satisfying herself that nobody was in sight, she seated herself in the manner demanded by the saddle, though hardly expected of a woman, and trotted off in the direction of Tunnel Mill. Oak was amused, perhaps a little astonished, and hanging up the hat in his hut went again among his ewes. An hour passed. The girl returned, properly seated now, with a bag of bran in front of her. On nearing the cattle shed she was met by a boy bringing a milking pail, who held the reins of the pony whilst she slid off. The boy led away the horse, leaving the pail with the young woman. Gabriel took the lost hat in his hand and waited beside the path she would follow in leaving the hill. She came, the pail, now full, hanging against her knee. The left arm was extended as a balance. I found a hat, said Oak. It is not